While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow is here with me as well. And uh, of course, former Mayor Scott Lang is in studio with us. He'll be taking your phone calls as he always does at 508-996-0500. Guys, we know there's a lot of big things going on, but there's a lot of important local things going on. We'd like to do our best to focus on that tonight, um, particularly um, some of the controversies that are in the city council uh, throughout the a city. Lot, a lot lately. A lot. Seems to, it's kind of weird. Um, so last year we haven't heard a lot, right, from the city council right. or any drama, uh, no exorbitant pay raises. Um, but as soon as the council changes leadership, there seems to be just a deluge of drama. And it happens to be when probably the most outspoken and confrontational city councilor takes the reins, so Linda Morat. I think we have to look back on Ian Abrams' term as city council president and, and give him a tip of the cap. Now, mm -hmm. I consider uh, Ian a, fa a favor, a friend, so, you, you know, take it for what it's worth. But the reality of it is, is that he works well with others when he mm -hmm. wants to. Um, and he he did a pretty good job. It was a calm body. The body moved. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, but, now, you could say that some of the chairs he appointed didn't move things along as rapidly as maybe they should have. Yeah, but, but, Linda, overall, but Linda appointed the same chairs, so it doesn't go, even right? matter, yeah. So overall, yeah. Um, I think we'll look back fondly on Ian Abrams' uh, time as city council president for what it's worth. Um, but now here we are. Um, we have Scott Lang. He's got a lot of expertise and ex um, experience with the with the process, having been mayor for how many years, Scott? Uh, six years. Six years. Three terms. Yeah. Three terms. Yeah, three terms. So uh, first, let me. And you were the first mayor in a while to not like lose. You just didn't want to run anymore, right? It was time to go home to the farm. Was, I, I felt it was it, the I first mayor that, to leave on your own terms. Yeah, I, he did I, not leave on his time. shield. He left on his own power. Right, and I also felt I, I announced uh, when I was running for a third term that this would be my last term, and and I wanted to get back to the farm. my normal private life. You right. know, Here, here's what I would say though. First, uh, you know, this this is a, a, an important thing to say. I think so that people understand where I'm coming from. I I know uh, all the city councilors. Mm -hmm. I like personally all the city councilors. I got along with them. I still get along with them. I consider them, you just said you consider them to be your friend. Right, I do. I, I get consider along them with them, to be my yeah. friends, yeah. Uh, I also understand the role of the city council and what it, and the role of the mayor and what's appropriate and how to work together. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I had a working relationship by and large with all of them, but a respect for all of them. Sure, I think they would um, say that too. Really, and, yeah, and, and we arm wrestled, and we didn't agree on every issue. And I had some, you know, some uh, 
uh, issues that I felt that they should have moved quicker on or, or should have done something and they didn't. And they always made good points mm-hmm. to me. And I worked with many different council presidents. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing for the council to exercise its prerogatives I agree. Uh, on, on just about every issue that they believe is important to them individually. <sighs> they represent different parts of the city. They need to, you know, represent their constituents and then the at-large come together, hopefully, to hold the thing together, the glue. Uh, I like Linda and don't mind her her, uh, style as president. But there are 11, there are 10 now. There'll be 11 again soon, right? And I'm completely uh, repulsed by the idea that we had a 6.5% turnout. It's criminal. In a primary, when you had, what, eight, was it eight people or seven people? Seven, seven people. people. Seven people vying for an important seat in Ward 3. They all they all gave it their all. Yep. And the idea that we only have 6% is something that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, it's almost like they ought to toss the election out. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want them to. But how do you really think about 6%? It's closer to zero than it is to 100 it's outrageous. Well, no, look, here, it's closer to zero than to 20%. Right, well, right. right. which is it's what I said. It's closer to zero than 15%. It's yeah. amazing. And it's 20, closer to zero than 14%. It's closer to a dictatorship. Well, well it's, it's closer to people just turning off and right. saying, I'm not going to do it. Now, I don't know if that's because right after the holiday. I don't know if it's because, in other words, when it was set. Right. I don't know if it's because of lack of... Uh, uh, the ability of the candidates to get out there. Look, we gave money, the candidates a lot of time here. Marcus worked overnight. I, heard, I, I know right? you did. Yeah. Marcus wrote yeah, articles on all of them. Right. Yep. The, the Jack Spillane worked on it. Look, there's a real problem down there. And you can't change the team. You can't fire the whole team. But, so, but also, the people who administer the election aren't responsible for the turnout. Right? They, they're responsible for promulgating there's an election. Which is responsible, the candidates which is responsible. being responsible for a turnout. Well, but if you're responsible for, for people promulgating having the that there's an election to turn out, you still have to motivate the people to turn out. Well, right? the, and that's up to the candidates. Six percent of the vote the, is what if, fired. What if the what if the elections administration had promised to, start, to had promised to drive turnout when they had assumed the office? Then wouldn't it be on them? Oh no, no! Look, there's no one. There's no one that you can't look at and say you got to do a better job. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no one that can do that. But I'm just saying that there, the confluent of of uh, things that happened here. Uh, what was it? When was the election? Twenty fifth. Right. Uh, the election was the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Okay, so Christmas Eve, one month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's hard to get hard to get traction, and there was uh, the, not- la- the last city council election. Last city elections was ten percent turnout, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so Scott, at the end of the day, you guys are sawing wood on this. You thing, can't. Aren't you? Ju- You're sawing wood. So let me let me just say you this. You can't so. just say, me, well, oh no no no, you can't. It's got a, the, the system only works if people participate. Right. right? And, you, and you can't go out and fire the voters. Right. So let, you can't change the voters. No no no. You got you. You, you got to look at what changes can you control, mm-hmm. and you got to make them, or you're not leading. I'm sorry. Can't do it, Sally. Right. I hate to say it. Yep. I mean, I really hate to be the guy to say it, but this is a, a damaging the whole region. Yeah, but yes. no one, I agree, but no one's fighting about that. Or at least I'm not, right? I agree. A 6%, 6.5% turnout is unacceptable. Right. But here's what I want to say about the council. The council has a real role in city government, an yes. important role. The issue on the bridge, as I understand it, I, I saw the first uh, iteration, the first sketch of the bridge when I opened up the 
the Standard Times, which is not a daily newspaper, which is not a newspaper that covers the city of New Bedford, which uh, is not a newspaper that has any validity anymore. It's terrible. But the first time I saw a picture of that pedestrian bridge, which runs from the common over to the basically the whale tooth, but just just south of the and, of the of the unemployment and, and, office. And just so people are clear, it's supposed to the MBTA has a vested interest in, in making this uh, work because it's supposed to improve access to South Coast Rail because one of the stations is going to be right there. Right. So it's, it's important for mobility. It's important for mobility. Yeah. It, it connects the, the city. It connects the core of the city to the train station. Otherwise, you have to go all the way around Route 18. Right. Okay. Right. So either you'd go to Walnut. Uh, I'm sorry. You'd go to Elm, or you'd have to go all the way down to uh, Wells Square to right. cross 18. Right. Crazy. Or you decide you're going to do a a uh, what was the name of the movie Bowfinger <laughs> run across the three-way, right? Right. Which is a mistake. Big don't mistake. do that. Big no, mistake. No, no. Don't do, do that. not do that. Right. Okay? Don't do, do that. not do that. Now, what it and comes down to. And use your sunscreen. Is, sunscreen and the hat in the summer. But here's here's the key. Uh, that, that bridge is going to connect. That's the spine to connect the rail station to the common, the center of the city, that, that area of the city, right? So... You would think there would be a lot of public discussion about it before I read about it in the newspaper, and a mm. few days later, the council has to vote on it. So I don't blame the council for looking at it and saying, hey, what what is this? How did this come about? Is it $21 million? Is it more? Is it less? Do we put a stake in, which we don't, by the way. It's all MBTA. Right. Are there tweaks on design that we can go through? I mean, maybe I've got a great idea, right? So I would have loved to have seen that process, by the way, not during the holidays. I would have loved to have seen that back in October. I'm sure they were talking about it in October. They knew we were going to get a pedestrian bridge. Right. And then the council last night gets it before them and basically says, yeah, we're, we're in the middle of this. We understand it completely. Let's vote. Let's get this done. Let's get it back to the MBTA so they can fund the thing and start building it. When things are presented to the council... Even if, even if they were briefed privately, you got to do it publicly so the council is able to say, we're involved in this, we understand, so we they, represent So the they people. can take credit for it. So, well, so, they, so they can be part of the process, okay? So, and, and also take whatever it is that you take. you got to be part of the process. So one of the very interesting points in the conversation, and you can read more about it at WBSM.com, is that Shane Burgo directly said, and I, I, I'm... I go back and forth on Consul Burgo because um, I was skeptical of him at first, but he came in here. I think he's a, a straight shooter. He is. Um, I think he, he, he. I think he calls it like he sees it. Mm-hmm. Nice, um, nice young man, right? I like him a lot. And yeah, same um, here. Yeah. So I pay attention to what he has to say. He's saying that the administration put a gun to his head. That's it's that, that, that but to me, that 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 doesn't that timeline doesn't that, work for me. That's, it's, it's, that's timeline, it's, nothing else. Right? It's it's but it's that's also it's also it's very dramatic. Well, it's it's very dramatic. <laughs> I get that, but that maybe his his superpower. The um, that's they his put personality. They to our head. It, you well, know, I'm to just wondering. Twenty one million dollar infrastructure but, project that we don't have to pay for. Exactly. My good question. Thing. So even if they even if the timing was not a hundred percent what you would like, right. You can say that, but it's important to then say, however, in the future, I'd love to know about this ahead of time, get right. some input, have the public involved, but we got to vote for this now and get it done. So yeah. you, 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 you're making the right point, Scott. And, and, but my, my question is, 
and I'd like to get the mayor's input on this, and I think we will, is is that accurate? In other words, did he really conceal it as they're making it sound from the city council until last night? I, I mean, there are, the count, there are other councilors that didn't think so. No, for I, sure. There saying, are other like, councilors that didn't think so. And there's some councilors. I mean, the council, it's, uh, let's be frank about this. There's at least two councilors on, uh, that, uh, in the votes against the mayor that just openly don't like the mayor right right they right. openly don't like the mayor and have said and 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 publicly it is known that they have a hard time communicating with them so marcus this right. is this isn't a vote whether you like the mayor or not this was an important vote for the city infrastructure mm. you oh, step aside i think anything. that's what marcus is saying yeah, you, <laughs> absolutely. you step aside on that yeah. right and you say i'm voting for it but the key is going to be the public input in this the council stands for we need public input right yes and the fact of the matter is on this bridge which, which everyone will applaud, everyone will be you know, in favor of, and everyone will be impressed it's, with. It's a regional benefit for South Coast Definitely, Rail. Definitely, yeah. absolutely. You need to be out in front on this a little bit more, let the public know. There, there may have been someone in New Bedford who came in and said, you know, I got a great idea to, to, uh, you know, to uh, contribute mm -hmm. to this discussion. But, you want to try and do that. Bleed it out. Let people know, here it is, what do you think, right? Right. You'll get someone in who says... Uh, it should be one of those old-fashioned Indiana Jones rope bridges. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you should have to go across it and, you know, build it as rickety as you can, right? right. You listen to them and say, yeah, that's a great idea. We probably won't do it on this one, <laughs> but we may see in the future. Someone else may come in and say, you know, the design on the rail bridge over by the Wamsetta apartments is a beautiful, beautiful extra piece of... Uh, ironwork on the outside of the bridge, which makes that bridge look uh, Art Deco. Very, very good-looking bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Someone may have come in and said, hey, uh, I'm very, very impressed with that bridge. Tell me about how this one, that's fantastic. I love this, right? You just want to get it out to the public. Let them know what's going on. I think if there's any fault in this, it was that some of the counselors felt Hey, this is great. I'm all for it, but it would have been nice to be asked. I, I right? feel like, it's, yeah, but I feel like they probably were asked, Scott. That's my question. Well, we'll here. find that we'll, out we'll, because that's that's what Mayor Burgo, Council Burgo, is throwing down. That yeah. he was kept out of the process until last minute. But I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. The it public has to be involved. It doesn't make know, sense. They, I don't know. Council Burgo seems to be also. Echoing very similar, like anti Mitchell sentiments to to Linda. I don't, I, Marcus. I, I think that was an excellent it. observation <laughs> because he said they continuously put. He just got there, it, and he also said he also said um, the same thing on the the more ad pay raises. Yeah. Um. So on the more ad pay raises, the fifty thousand dollar pay raises, he had he had said uh, basically that the that they you know they the administration had worked with them on those pay raises, which is the same thing Linda said, which is um, a not truth. No. Mayor <laughs> you know, Mitchell absolutely I, said it's not true. Yeah, it, and it's not. We know it's not true because Mayor Mitchell's talking about it for a long time, very right. publicly on this and show. We have and recordings of it, so it's you know. So, so let me just say this: personalities have to be put to the side when it's for the public good, right? I hundred. But is that agree. happening here? Is the question? Well, it's it, it. First of all, first of all, whether it's happening or not, it's got to happen. It does have to happen, but yeah. it also can happen simply in the mayor's office and the council chamber. It's got to happen out in public. So if, if, if you're doing a bridge project, which is great, MBTA is doing a bridge project. MBTA has a bulletin that goes out once a week, progress on South Coast Rail. MBTA is in here all the time doing hearings. You want to make sure that, that one of those hearings has to do with we want your input on the pedestrian bridge. Mm -hmm. And then, and by the way, if you miss that, 
If you miss that as an elected official, it's on you, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's on you. But it seems to me you got to have a, a public process when you that bridge is going to be there for a hundred years mm -hmm. or thereabouts, right? Right. But you want to make sure that people come and acclaim that bridge and say that that is a heck of a piece of artwork and functionality. But but um but here's the thing, like is this like we have questions stuff? I get all that, right? You have questions that that makes sense. Maybe you want to have a hearing, and maybe that should have been done earlier. Maybe a public hearing should have been done earlier, and maybe there wasn't an opportunity for that. But we think that based on some of the conversations we've had with other counselors, that there was briefing and there was briefing done in a way where they had adequate time to get those questions answered mm -hmm. prior to that hearing. Because if the MBTA is going to, uh, going to uh, start a $21 million project and you are a person who has to vote on that, right? they will talk to you for as long as you'd like. Absolutely, Mark. You can call them and they will they will get I mean the manager of the MBTA will call you. Jean Fox lives in Freetown. Right. She's a public official. She's a representative for the MB South Coast Rail. Yeah. If you need something, Jean Fox will answer your question. Yes. Well, she'll find you the person who has the answer. Yes. Hey, Marcus, it go, remember a few months ago when we talked about the ballot question to put the MBTA on the ballot, right, to, to approve it, yes. to join the district. And many of the city councils act like they never heard of this before. And I said, I knew about the vote in the 90s because I was on the Board of Selectmen and we had to do the same thing in Freetown. I couldn't believe they were saying they had no idea. But it really sounded to me like people were not paying attention mm -hmm. and then blaming everybody else. I, outrageous. You, so if you're mayor, you're the maitre d'. Yes. Yeah. you got to set the table. Yeah. You, you set the table with the council personally. You also set the table with the council yeah, publicly. You know, I do want to say the public's entitled not, not to interrupt involved. you. I don't think the, the council's all to blame for this snafu. I think the I think the Mitchell administration in some way has to probably has to take some of the blame for that. So I don't want to ride Morad and Burgo and whoever who voted against it fully. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's a bad vote to vote but against. But I'll tell it. you what, you know, what would be interesting if John Mitchell or his staff can produce emails. Inviting these councils to various meetings, which I'm sure they did, I'm, I'm, it'll be I'm, very interesting. I'm all for that. But on the right, other yeah. hand, I'm all for them sitting down and saying, you know, in the future, this is systemic. Let's just make sure that we get this straight right. and move forward. Because th the bridge was approved last night, right? Yeah, barely. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Let me ask that again, please. <laughs> let me ask that barely. again. This is a yes or no, okay? <laughs> was the bridge approved last night? Yes, by a single vote. All right. Yes, by a single vote. I asked that the rest of the question, be uh, the answer be stricken. <laughs> like, the point is, this, there's, there's a lot to learn from this, right? And, and I'm sure everyone will. You don't want to fool with $21 million. Mm -hmm. And Correct. if you do, someone else will always grab it. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the best thing it's, about this. And when you call back, they'll say, gee, we... We earmarked you $21 million. We're now back to fourteen, and we'll figure this out, and it's the rickety rope bridge. Right? Optically, it's just a really bad look for the for New Bedford and for the region to, to, even, to even sort of be this, like, you know, I guess, pessimistic or skeptical of, of a project that th this, like, there, that is, there is no downside to it. There is literally no downside to it. No, I, I agree. <laughs> you know, agree. they're they're asking. You know, oh, is there gonna? You know, is it going to be structurally sound? What do you think you're going to get in, in into a hearing and have a Perry Mason moment? Like, oh, you're right. We're building the bridge out of Legos. It's going to collapse as soon as someone steps on it. You know, it's rigged for booby traps. We're trying to cull the population of New Bedford via this pedestrian bridge. No, they're. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. So and cull. And, by the way, cull. The duck just one came. Just came down. The duck just came down. There you go. Back to cull.
Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that didn't means. We do it's a Groucho Marx. It's a Groucho Marx oh, okay. reference. But didn't we do that yes. last time? Anytime we were talking so about the voter. The voter we did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes, say call the duck comes down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, let's take this call. All right. Good evening. You're live. Hi, team. Hi, Mr. Mayor. Hey, Tom. Uh, hey, Tom. Uh, How one, are you, one Tom? One of the other things uh, regarding this bridge. So Tom was uh, on the council. Tom. going to be happening in Tom the knows. neighborhood uh, west of the bridge. You know, when you have efforts to... Uh, revitalize, for example, 1061 Pleasant Street, the old child and family service. Uh, th th that's kind of a big, a big enhancement uh, for potential condominiums there. Uh, the armory, right? Re redevelopment of the armory. Right. And, and that entire neighborhood. So the economic bang from this, you know, it hasn't been measured yet, I guess is the best way to say it, but certainly th that's going to occur. So uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, there are times when the council uh, can be vehemently opposed to something presented to them with deadlines uh, uh, shortly after it's presented, and that, that does cause a little bit of a problem. And it becomes a, uh, a situation if you're anti-administration, for example, that the administration is disrespecting you in some way. But this one, <laughs> this one is such a gift. And any of the questions that they they had can be asked later on. Uh, I mean, it, it isn't like okay, we're, we're giving you twenty one million, but you're going to have to pay ten million dollars a year for maintenance. You know, it isn't like that. This this this, this is a, a gift, and uh, I think they all should have at least reconsidered their negative vote and and uh, joined in unison. It's like voting for the council president and. During the vote, and there'd be four people against, and then they asked for a unanimous consent. They could have done something like that. So, Tom, uh, you were yeah. you were you were a great city councilor. You continue to be a great leader. But I think you're I think you're right. This one was uh, this was form over substance. I think there was not there was nothing wrong with the substance of the bridge or the fact that we're getting this bridge. It ha happened to do I think with form. I don't know the background on it, but it just as a citizen, it just seemed to me that I. And I've been involved with the train. I didn't know that we were at a final design a stage on a pedestrian bridge. I knew we had a pedestrian bridge coming. I didn't know the amount of it. I didn't know what it was going to look like. But I think the, the look is great. I think it'll be, we'll all be proud of it. And I think that, uh, you know, there's a check and a balance that no matter what the dynamic is with the council and the mayor, um, you got to respect the council from the standpoint of be, having that oversight. Uh, and you got to put personalities Aside, you were, you were always able to do that. I think everyone needs to take that as a model. Yeah, one of the, the great things that, that I heard from the uh, from the mayor was the the actual architectural design person who did the Sacred Bridge. I mean, this woman is world renowned, and we had her here. And as soon as I heard that, I went, wow. So I would have loved to have heard that in October or November, and that everyone would have been at that council meeting applauding it i mean that's the other thing let that out that that's big that's important that would have gotten tremendous press around the state and the country that sure. you know we go from the zakem bridge to a pedestrian bridge in new bedford that's a great thing uh right. after the fact doesn't help me a lot on that one yeah i get you well anyway good show have a good night thanks thanks, thanks tom. tom stay thanks, tom. well so scott we um, gotta take a break actually take we're gonna talk about the pay raise when we get back yes all right we'll take a break 1420 wbs Hey, we're back. We're back. 
So, Marcus, um, you and I have been talking quite a bit um, about the Morad pay raises. Yeah. Um, the fact that um, John Mitchell sent down a progressive <laughs> scape, pale scape, pay scale to try to bring up his salaries in the city to a competitive wage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he could draw good talent. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What makes government is, is people. People are government. Then the city council, quite frankly, hijacked it. No well, way to look at it. They hijacked yeah, it. Yeah, Linda Morad had, uh, had implemented. That's why people are calling him the, the Morad pay raises, because she implemented three amendments to raise um, uh, pay raises for uh, three people, $50,000. And the only conclusion that people are drawing from it, including Mayor Mitchell, is that she likes those people, right? And she wanted to pay them a lot of money, so it, it was fifty thousand dollars. In the long conversations that, that the city council have had on this matter, it sne- it snuck out. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, he does a good job." Mm-hmm. You go, "What? Well, I thought it wasn't about him." Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's well, obvious well, that it is. Well, well, that's the thing. So, so I, we talked about this a little bit. There was the conversations were from city councils on the record, both on this show. And in those meetings and publicly and other, on other shows that it was about the person who had been there for a long time, who had served in those positions and served dutifully, all that other stuff. Uh, and then after uh, everybody has to eat crow for a couple of weeks and they have to, including Linda, who has to uh, amend her own pay raise of uh, amendments. Right. Um, then comes on the next date on Tim's show and says... Well, how dare you know what? It's not about the people, it's about the position. How dare the media right. even mention their names, right? Like just absolute pearl clutching. So what she did there was um lied. And and uh and then the, the following week again lied again and said, Well, actually it was about these people, not the positions. It changed her position to these people. We wanted to reward these people for being there for such a long time. And Councillor Burgo gets pulled into the vortex yeah. and says, We've been working with the administration. Well we know that's not true. Yeah, we know it's not true. So um that's a big preamble to we have Scott Lang here with yeah, us. So Scott, if you were if you were trying to implement these kind of pay raises, right, and uh you came across these the, these types of pay raises like the Morad pay raises, how would you respond to to that? Well I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I you know, I've been involved in reclassifications in a couple of different towns. Mm-hmm. And it's a science, and you have to bring in experts, and they do a comparison for like towns. I mean, it's the same thing that you would do if you, if you were in an arbitration case with police or fire. You try and get all oranges, all, all apples, whatever it might be, comparable towns, and you try and figure out exactly what you need to do uh, in a graduated way. Right. To, and also being able to pay for it, that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you don't, do not want to put anything on the taxpayer's back. And I don't believe in a two and a half. You know, I, I don't believe in two and a half that every year you march forward on two and a half. So what you try and do is what you would do in the private sector, which is bring up salaries uh, gradually so that you are uh, competitive. The other thing that people have to understand is your benefit package, you're fully loaded in uh, municipal government is in most cases superior to your fully loaded in the private sector. Mm-hmm. Your pension is far superior, no matter no matter what pay grade you're at, Correct. to uh, the private sector. So what you try and do is make uh, you know a fair uh, decision on raises, and you try and give raises. If it's not within collective bargaining and it's within the unit C's, you try and do it in a way that 
uh, you're rewarding people for their uh, hard work, service, but at the same time, you're cognizant of the fact that you, uh, the people that you're representing, that you have fiduciary responsibility to, uh, understand what a pay raise is. They understand what it is of, to get fully loaded. They understand what the what the uh, benefit packages are. So, um, you know, this is something that I, I thought uh, the administration and the city council struggled with. Uh, I know a lot of the unit sees again. I harbor no ill will to anyone. I'm as close to Lincoln-esque as you can find. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that it's just it's a tough, Find praise tough, for yourself. Tough, th- that, did that come from Nicholas Cage or it came from you? Hot the high praise. Oh, I don't know. All right, thank you. Because I know Nicholas Cage on a regular basis is high praise. So what I'm saying to you, though, Marcus, is that you've got to keep that all in uh, the the equation of how you do uh, reclassification. I wasn't involved in this. I, I have, you know, again, being mayor is the greatest job in America, but one of the toughest. And it's not as if the mayor could just simply say, these are the raises we have to, you know, we have to implement. Yeah. The council's involved as well. And uh, I think the raises in New Bedford for Unit C were long overdue. It's just a matter of the technique used. Well, no, I much, think everybody, right? yeah, and I think everybody agreed that it was just a matter of the Morad raises that were those three fifty thousand dollars raises, I think, were a bit too much for people. So a 50 grand on. raise, I mean, a 50 grand raise, and most people in New Bedford would start by saying, I'll take a 50 grand job. Exactly. Forget about the 50 grand raise, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and then yeah. it goes for all of us, right? So, to Scott, when you say you weren't involved, that's true, but you're going to pay for it as yeah. both a business owner and a homeowner. You know, that, it's the only way to look at it. Oh, and that, that's a that's a tough road to hoe right there. That's right. true because I own both my house and my business right. building in New Bedford. Right. right. Uh, well, yeah. So that's why you look at that two and a half and look at what you can pay for. You know, let's take a break. We got some calls on the line. We'll take them when we get back. Download the WBSM app and listen to us everywhere. Hey, it's my one's on the left, left, the other on the right. Right. They're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight, here on WBSM. Welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. Hey, Hank, what's up? Nothing. Chris? Hank, what's going on? Nothing. Mr. Mayor, how are you, sir? Hank, good. How's everything? Good, very good. Nice hearing you on the air. I just wanted to... uh, Touch base real quick and tell Marcus and Chris, one of the most incredible feelings I, I get very rarely on this job is when somebody will stop on a detailer at a call and, and acknowledge you for what you do. And Mayor Lang, he, he's been out of office for a long time, but to me, he's still Mayor Lang. He shows up at, on my details. He'll stop. He'll block traffic. He'll ask about me, ask about my family members. And to, he knows so many people. He's been through so much in life, but he takes the time out of his day to, to check on a lowly cop like myself. And I'm not, very not hardly lowly. And what I'm really doing is, is letting you know how much I appreciate uh, you and everyone in the force and, and what you do each day. So yeah, it goes a long way. It goes a long way to make us feel like, like we matter. And, you know, we're just talking about contracts and stuff. And, and you said it right. You, you have to go in, you have to negotiate with good faith with your union employees, and we have to respect the taxpayer that have to pay that bill, too. So it's a, a give and take, but <clears throat> really respect what you're saying tonight. And, and Marcus and Chris, you guys are hitting so many topics out there. Very good show tonight. Thanks, Hank. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, Hank, it. for calling. So, Say hi to everyone, okay. please. All right, you guys. Have so, a great also, night. 
safe always, right? You know, his son right now is deployed to the Middle East. I know, I heard that. Yeah. Let's, let's do one more uh, break before we finish out the hour. Okay. The WBSM app is... Go to the phones. Good evening. Yes. Uh, Marcus, can you hear me with the background noise? Yeah. Uh, I don't hear okay. background noise. All right. Because I was going to take me over, take me off a speaker and talk to you directly. No, it's good, Big Al. What's up? All right. Well, let me finish uh, what I started to tell you about the hurricane barrier. Yes. And, uh, Chris, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. I always do. That's my home away from home. But I know about that place. I can quote it to you chapter and verse. Like Marcus and Scott Lane can quote the law chapter and verse. Hear me out. The tunnel. To get to that tunnel, you flip the switch on the wall, you open the door, you walk down seven flights of stairs. When you get to the last stair, before you hit the touch the floor on the wall, it's faded, but it reads minus 52.2 feet below bedrock bottom. Okay? You're way down there. Oh, yeah, you're way down there. You're way down. And, yes, you can walk through the tunnel. My whole class went out there on the field trip. And uh, I kind of threw a curveball at him, looking at the face of the clock in the, in the classroom. Mark, I mean, yes, Chris, yes, you would have you would have been cracking up laughing usually because I was telling them what the time was in military time. I like that zero five hours. I know that time like the back of my hand. Watching military pictures. My father being in the military, my stepbrother being in the military. Now, this is Scott. Did you watch the big picture when you were a kid on Saturday mornings? You know, Cameron Swayze, I think, was the was the host. They would show you exactly what was going on with the military around the world every Saturday morning for a half hour. Put on the Department of Defense. It's a great show. I'm sorry, I took you off a speaker. That's, that's all right. I, no, I, I just mentioned to you that there was a uh, there was a great show on when we were kids called The Big Picture. Uh, Al, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you were in that tunnel? Oh, it was. It's been years. You have a good memory of it, though. Oh yes, because as you turn the rotary switch on the left, directly behind you is a sump pump. And if that now watch out, Al Qaeda could be listening. I'm sorry. This is national security stuff, Big Al. That's a terrorist target. Oh, this is this. This can be discussed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you're saying if that I, if, there, if some pump isn't running, it floods. If there, if the tunnel got any seepage of water in the tunnel. On either side, there is a sump pump that would kick in and pump the water up overboard, up top. So, so Al, the the uh, first of all, I known Big Al for I don't know twenty five years, thirty years from South End, and then South End Youth Athletic Association. He was always 
one of the major fans and, right. and uh, helped out with the kids. Now, Big Al, I want to ask you, the, the dike is run by the Army Corps of Engineers. The, yes, it is. Why would the... Per, I just want to understand this. The, I understand that the, the tunnel is directly under the, the uh, opening of the dike and goes right. from New Bedford basically over to the Fairhaven side. Correct. What do you think the purpose of that tunnel was? Why did they put that in? That was, that's easy. That's an access tunnel to get from one side to the other. When you open the gates, you cannot get across on top, so you're going to go through the tunnel to get back to New Bedford. So, so simply for access back and forth from one side yeah. of the uh, dike to the other? Yes. When the gates are open? when the gates are closed you can go on on top and go across when the when they're closed when they're closed when right. they're open when right. the gates are open sir you must walk seven flights down 150 feet across seven flights back up and you're in new bedford just that quick it's very very interesting i've never been in it I think that uh, I don't know that there are too many people listening right now or in it. I think that's a very interesting, fun uh, fact well, and story, me, Big Al. Allow me to tell you. I can tell you there's two circuit breakers. I'm not going to tell you where they are. Thank you. But they powered the gate. That's a need to know only, Al. Thank you. Oh, yes. And it has a 100 kW. 671 diesel generator and if they were to lose commercial power sir that generator can power the entire structure including the navigate including the gates now when was the last time you were in there al well it's been several years but i can tell you this what there is to know about the place sir i can do it you have a photographic memory about this particular yes, facility. I throw those two circuit breakers, go to the key rack, get the key to the compressor room. I think I'm going to have to hold you right room. there. Yeah, Al, I think this is neat. 